The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Parenthood. Your life does not end here. Hi, I'm Chriselle Lim, mother of two. And I'm Sarah Son, also a mother of two. We are longtime friends and now mothers. This is Being Bumo, a podcast about all things parenting. We want to have honest conversations about motherhood so we can each define it for ourselves. We're here to build our village and we hope that you join us. Okay, well, it is Christmas. I don't know how it's at your house, but at our house, we kind of go all out for Christmas with the gifts. I know it's probably not the best way to do it, I mean, but... There's no one way to do it. So can you just explain to us? So today's episode, we want to focus mainly on gifting with kids. Because I feel like everyone has a different idea of what works for the kids, which which is fine. Every family is different. But I would like to know what works for you. And like, do you guys go all out with all the Christmas gifts? Do you guys do the whole Santa Claus? Do you guys do like, does mommy and daddy individually get gifts a santa get gifts like what what goes on in your household we don't do the santa we did the santa probably the first five years do they just not believe in santa anymore they don't it's not sad it's sad no i mean did you grow up with santa like i my parents are so such immigrant parents yeah they never even tried with santa exactly i grew up also immigrant but also christian so like for us christmas is about jesus not about santa so we i didn't grow up with santa so also it just wasn't something i cared so much to pass on to be honest we did it the first few years but as soon as my son recognized the handwriting because i would say like you know (laughs) that was silly of me like i would say from santa to you and I would write it in my handwriting and he was like that's your handwriting mom and I was like at what age was that this was very early he was five six oh, yeah he already knew at that he already time knew. Okay. yeah and then he kind of was like because I was like no 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 I just was helping Santa so I wrote the card but like I didn't buy the gift Santa brought the gift and then maybe he believed it one more year and then he kind of I think was like probably very alert the night before and probably heard me pack everything and then he was like there's no way. Mom, I knew it was you. I knew it was you. And I was so, like, yeah. So she said, I knew it was you. I knew you. it was you. I knew it was you. And, and you never like, said anything. Of course. I'm not going to go and be like, lie another second year. Yeah. <laughs> so, and my little one also, so like just, they just, I'm not really good at like making the whole make-believe and they also like quickly realized. But for Christmas, what we do is, again, I don't know if this is the best way to do things, but the way that we do it is we let them write a wish list of the things that they want. We do let them do that. Like as many things. As many as they want. But we do tell them, it doesn't mean you're going to get everything, but we want to know like what you've been thinking about and what it, what like you want. And the funny thing is, is that my daughter, as soon as it's November and she kind of realizes, oh, it's holiday time. She just starts her list. And there is 20, 30 items sometimes. No kidding. Two pages of items. Oh, front and back. Front and back. Girl knows what she she wants. She is very specific. She has so many needs, apparently. My son, there's always one, maybe two things on his list. And I do find that to be really interesting about them. Mm. He's like, I don't need anything. I'm like, oh, you could, no, I don't know. I don't need it. It, It's just so interesting. He doesn't, 
want anything. Yeah. Or at least he doesn't, I don't know if it's he doesn't want it or he doesn't have the confidence to express that he wants it. I'm not really sure what it is yet. Or he's just like a simple dude. He's just a simple dude, honestly. Kind of like your husband. He's totally my husband. I know, <laughs> truly. Wait, are you saying my daughter's me then? Yeah. Yeah. You are <laughs> Sophia. demanding. Sophia is you. <laughs> yep. I know. So that's what we do. That's where we start. We're like, okay, so write out your your wish list. And then what I do is kind of delegate the list out. So I say, you know, auntie on this side, this is a list. Like, do you want to maybe get these two things? And then I take oh, so it. you pass that list I around. I kind of delegate it. Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah, because I know that they're going to buy a gift. Auntie, grandmas, uncles, friends, neighbors, whatever, right? Te- maybe not teachers, but like people buy things for her and them. So I kind of delegate the list a little bit. And I don't know if it's this year, if it's just me, but it's all about the sneakers these, this year. Oh my God. Oh I know my these gosh. kids. What? And they're Nikes, right? The Jordans. The Jordans. The Jordans. I know. The Jordans. I'm like, you are not 14. I mean, I would think it's like the 14, 17 year old kids are wearing the like the fancier Jordans with like the cool colors. It's trickled down all the way into fourth grade. So at the top of the list, Teal Jordan, pink Jordan, Wait, blah, how, blah, Jordan. How old is she? She's 10. Okay. She's no, it's so, so young. Tr- so I had a friend in town and also his daughter wants Jordan. <laughs> like, I know. So literally one day, like we're just looking for d- Jordans. Yeah. Like At the mall a specific Jordans. Yeah. No, like around town. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I don't think we're going to find these. Like, I think you might as well just order them online. And how old is this kid? I'm not sure. I like think early like, elementary or early middle school? Or like middle school I or think elementary? Around, I think around Sophia's age. Okay. Yeah, I think. So late elementary. Well, yeah. I think it's obnoxious. But again, we kind of, I don't want to judge her list. And I'm just like, just write whatever you want. Truly at the top of the list, teal Jordans and then pink ones too. So not just one. Is the bubblegum Jordans? It is the bubblegum. Yes. Jordan. So I was looking yep. for, the, we were looking for the bubblegum. <laughs> what the heck? It's ridiculous. What? Why? I don't even know where she gets this from because I, I think what it is, I actually do know. I think that there are a couple of friends at school that already have a pair, which, and she does notice these things. She's definitely the first one to notice like what is cool. Whereas my son totally goes over his head. Like he has no idea that thing, that sneakers are a thing or anything like girls that. girls are a little bit more fast yeah. on those kind of things. They are. Right? Yeah. Anyway, so they do this list. I kind of delegate out the things. I mean, there are things obviously that they're nose, like the horse and the whole thing, right? Um, Did she actually put a horse? It's always, always in every list and everything and anything, anything, anything is always horse stuff. It's so funny how kids think like, oh, I'm going to write a list and I'm just going to add one expensive Real expensive thing on there. They have no idea. They have I, I, no. She doesn't know the cost. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, kids so just not, have no awareness of like the cost of these things. They don't. And it's just like, oh, this is what I want. It's that simple. I'm just going to add it to this list. Yeah. Yeah. And again, we do say, you know, like write really what you want. We do. I do want her to practice like thinking like, what is, what do I want? Like, I think that actually is important. And then again, they're the no's and then some of the yeses we delegate them out and that's kind of how we approach it and so on her list mm-hmm. it's just like a mixture of just like specific things to general things or they're all very specific they're pretty specific okay because um, I, I I don't think my girls are old enough yet mm-hmm. to know exactly what they want yeah 
I mean, Chloe's not too far off, but she's about to turn eight in January. But last year I had to make a list, but it was all very general. Okay. So it's more of like toys from Target <laughs> or like okay. they don't, they don't really have like They don't say which toy. Things yet. But I'm sure that will develop and change as they get a little older. Or your kids are just more grounded than my kids. That's no. very possible. <laughs> no, I, I just think that the level of awareness of like very specific items maybe comes with age a yeah. little bit. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. Unless there's like one really hot toy like, yeah, I don't even yeah. know. So on my son's list, it's so I don't know if this is in your world right now, but it's with the boys or at least his group of friends. It's all about the Rubik's Cubes. And it's been a thing for the past year. Huh. But the 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 like the really good magnetic ones, I, I don't know if you've seen. Well, number one, there was like a huge documentary that like blew up during the COVID era. So a lot of the kids were watching it about these kids who do Rubik's Cubes competition they're just like the cubes that the you cube, change colors, right? Exactly. And yeah. you're trying the ones to figure- that we grew up with. Yeah. And okay. you're trying to figure out those patterns. But now these kids do it, number one, blindfolded, apparently. How do you do it blindfolded? I don't know. And Do they feel different? They feel different. So again, because now the the, the cube itself is very evolved uh-huh. and they're, they do work on certain algorithms. So the kids, what they do is they memorize the algorithms and then- it's really a speed thing. Like, can you get there? Like memorizing the algorithm is the easy part. It's like, can you actually execute it? But the way it's like, they have these cubes that are magnetic to help you with the flipping. They're also pricey. They're like a hundred dollars or something. Oh, okay. So that's definitely on his list because he has like the regular Rubik's cube, but he can't get there fast enough because it's not like the one with the magnets that like help you fa- like get there. Uh-huh. So that's on his list. <laughs> and then he put, the second thing was something for his sister. Oh, that is such a good definition of your son. That's exactly who he is. Yeah. He wanted, he wanted a gift from you for, so he could give it to his sister. Oh, I know. I was, I knew this And that's also a very good definition of your daughter. Yeah. She's probably been lobbying to him to write because she knows, she knows she's not going to get her complete list. She's like, Opa, why don't you write some of my items on your list? Because yours is a little scarce. And so you can, you know, you can get some, you, you can get some of them for me. much needs, but I do. So exactly. just add my needs to yeah. your list exactly. and maybe I'll have more gifts. Yeah, because mom's not going to get me all of the I things think, on my list. I think your daughter can run for president one day. She, she's I would definitely, vote for her. Yeah, yeah, she definitely has something. The yeah. leadership skills is what they call them. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Um, So I kind of like the fact that they are old enough where they could tell you exactly what they want, because honestly, it's harder for me because I'm just like, I don't really know. You're kind of guessing a little bit. Yeah. And so you kind of just hope that they're going to like something that you're going to get them at Target or Amazon or whatever it is. So I struggle a little bit with that. And because I do co-parent and, you know, obviously... You know, we're not really in a place where we're celebrating together yet. They get separate gifts, like two sets of, they essentially have two holidays every single year. Yeah. Whether it be Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, everything, right? So two of each. But then do you go and try to figure that out with him or not really? You you, you do your thing, your list of gifts and he will do his thing. Yeah, but this year I'm thinking that if I'm going to ask them to write their list again this year, and if it develops a little bit more than last year and it's a little bit more specific, then I would probably tell him like, oh, this is what she wants. 
maybe you could do this and I could do this or whatever. But I, I don't know if Chloe is there. Colette definitely isn't there yet. Yeah. But yeah, so my whole thing is, and I know that you kind of go all out with Christmas because all year round, you kind of save the moment for Christmas right. to buy the gifts, right? right? And so, your kids know that, yes. right? So it, there is a there is part of the thing is, waiting so not everything is instant gratification so again things like rubik's cubes and things like that obviously if they need new shoes or whatever we buy that for them during the year but toys and things like jordans and stuff like that no we're not going to just buy it for them whenever they want it so we do kind of wait for christmas and we let them know that they can make this list for christmas and we'll try to get most of the things off the list yeah so that's yeah so Christmas does, they're probably opening, I honestly, like 20 presents for How about Christmas. for birthdays though? For birthdays, we do one gift. Oh, I see. Yeah, we just do, which maybe should be backwards actually, but uh-huh. I guess for birthdays, we only do, because it's also they're getting 15 gifts from friends, right? So then we don't also need to give yeah. them five presents. Yeah. Even though we try to, we always say like no gifts for birthdays, but you know, people still bring a few things. I think that's why we don't do so many physical gifts for birthdays because we know that they're getting stuff for friends and we plan a party and that is the yeah. gift. Yeah, I think that's a, a common question for most parents. It's like, how much is too much? And yeah. at what point do you, are you just spoiling them, yeah, right? That's because, a good question. Because we live in a, a an, an age where instant gratification is so key to everything. And the kids are more impatient than ever before because they literally can get anything with the push of a button, whether it's a game they're playing or they want to chat with a friend. They don't have to wait for like until they see them because now they have cell phones or whatever, right? Yeah. And so everything is... Everything is instant. And I think we've kind of, and I'm guilty of this too. We've kind of bought into that expectation from these kids of like, if I don't have it now, then it's just. I'm going to throw a fit. Yeah, or I'm I'm just going to be grumpy about it. And so oftentimes, because I do co-parent, I only see the girls every other week. If they have a need and they're like, oh, I want this. Or can we go to Target? Like I want to buy new pajamas. I'm not going to lie. I usually do. Right. Because I don't know, it's like they're one time with me and I want to make sure that their personal needs are met. Of course, if it's outrageous and they want like another Barbie toy, then probably not. But if it's something that they're kind of eyeing, that they kind of want, it seems somewhat reasonable. I I usually do get it. And I know Mm -hmm. that uh, their dad does too, Mm -hmm. more often than not. And so the kids do, on my side, they do get a lot of things from us all year round from both parties. And so that's why I do struggle with holidays like Christmas because they get even more stuff on Christmas from all parties, from both myself, their dad, both sets of grandparents. grandparents. My kids know that the kids are, have two separate households, so they want to spoil them too. And so... I don't know. It, it It's a little bit. And I think a lot of people that are co-parenting can probably relate to this because you want to be a good parent. But at the same time, you're kind of spoiling them. But are you spoiling them? I feel like they're spoiled. What's yeah. the definition of being spoiled, you think? Because they're like unaware of how much it costs or what do you mean? I think just the idea of I want something, I could get it. I think that's a little bit entitled, right? Yeah. And so obviously I don't give in a lot of the times because some of the things that they do ask for are pretty ridiculous. But at the same time, how, 
you know, for a while I was doing like, okay, you have to do your allowance. And like, if you want to get something, then you have to save for it. But that kind of fell out the window later, like early on this year. We're doing that and we're like, oh, this is a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. And especially because we're not, they're not at the same household. Like it's not very consistent all year round. And so just figuring that out has been a challenge for me this year. So if any of you are listening that are co-parenting and are have some good advice for me, let me know because I'm I'm still figuring out what that fine line and that good balance is for them. But yeah, we do a lot of Target trips. <laughs> I mean, Target is literally down the street from my house. So it's not very hard either. It is hard though. It is challenging. I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't know, but can you really spoil kids by giving them a bunch of material things? Probably so in but I, I'm sure like it's kind of circular. It's like you're still laying foundations in other ways throughout the year, right? Like you're still talking about respect and hard work and you're talking about, you know, integrity, waiting, patience. Like all of that is still being woven all year round through different ways, right? Yeah. And so one day when they like have this crazy splurge or for either whether it's birthday or Christmas, um, I don't know. Yeah. Can it really ruin them that much? I don't think so. I, I don't think so. Unless like the rest of the year also looks like that. I don't know. But yeah. I don't think I don't think it, it I don't think it does in your family. And so you guys, even though you're saying you go to Target and buy the things for them, I still you guys still talk about why you're getting it. Maybe that's part of it too. It's like you have to explain the why. Like, oh, I want new pajamas. Okay, why? Well, I'm growing out of that. Or it's getting cold or you know, and things like that. But I don't see you like buying them everything they want like yeah, all day, no, every day. Yeah, no. But I also, this also reminds me, the girls are now a little, are old enough to really understand and have sympathy for people that may not have these things. So I think at least they have an understanding of that because I am part of Baby to Baby. And so every year during Christmas, we do this family adopting program. And so the girls do go shop for them and they have a million questions of like the kids that we've adopted and like they want to understand why they don't have these things and why they don't have toys and clothes. This time of year is really good for me to explain to them like, look, a lot of, not a lot, but we're very lucky, right? Yeah. Like we're very lucky that we don't have to worry about these things. You guys have these things, you know, you guys have everything that you need and want. But there are people that don't have this at all. They don't have food. They don't have yeah, just basic, and, yeah. And not that like they'll be hung up on it for a long time, but it gets them thinking. And I think at least putting it into context for me is good for them. And so, yeah, I'm hoping to continue that tradition with them. Yeah, and that they will truly understand that what they have is a very blessed life. Because sometimes I'm just like, man, you guys are so lucky. Yeah, But I also don't want to be the parent that is like, well, when I was your age, I didn't have have my parents didn't buy me anything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You sort of want them to have like a totally sad childhood. Yeah. I mean, not again, not that they would if they didn't have all the gifts. But again, I just, I used to think like this. I did used to worry, to be honest, when they were younger about all of this because we didn't grow up with this. And I was like, what do you mean they're going to get 15 presents for Christmas or whatever? I was like, that's way too much. They don't even need any of these things. But honestly, there's also... I think they're excited to open the presents. And now because the the wish list is a little bit more of the things that they want, I think it's also really nice to fulfill their heart's desires. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Not 
not like that we're doing that all year round and that's the most important thing. But once in a while, I think it's actually lovely that they're like, I want teal color Jordans. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. But you get it for them because it's not going to make or break the child. So what are, what are what is on the list that you're going to get your kids this year? Okay. Given that they probably don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> they Hopefully don't. Hopefully not. Sometimes they try Sophia, to see it around. if you're listening, get off right now. <laughs> yes, don't listen right to this. <laughs> okay. Let's see. So because she does ride, there are some things on the riding stuff. So oh. she wanted to get a personalized padded saddle pad. Oh, okay. So we'll, we'll like, I have a friend who's going to embroider her like initial on it. She will get the two pairs of Jordans from two different sets of aunties. Okay. Have you tried finding them though? Yes. They're, they're 40. Did you go to StockX? Where'd you go? No. Oh, no. I just went to Nike. And they had them? Yeah. Wow. That easy. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought they were like in like high demand. So it's hard you know to what? find. The pink colored ones, that was a little bit harder to find, but we've been looking on, I just, I just went to Nike and found them. Oh, Nike.com. Nice. Yeah. But maybe I'm not buying like the super special designer ones and maybe I'm just buying the more generic one. I don't know. They're probably only one. No? Yeah. I mean, they're really cute with like the little flared little piece. I mean, anyway, so one set of aunties buying that from my husband's side and then my sister's buying the teal colored ones. There are a lot of like, Sophia loves to do artsy things. So there are, there is like new art supplies that she really loves. So we'll do some of that. Just like clothes and I should try to find the list actually because I had to take a picture and send it to my sister. And I was like, look at this, look at this ridiculousness. <laughs> and your son- That's a picture of the Jordans. Oh, cute. Yeah, and they're like high top. They have to be high top. You guys, I'm embarrassed to even say this because I do think it's ridiculous. But at the same time, I do think it's it's important to kind of fulfill their needs a little bit. Yeah. 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 I think um, it's okay. You know, the kids are seen. I remember when I was in high school, I really, really wanted these pair of really baggy, baggy jeans. And it was just like the one thing that I had in my closet and I got them. Yeah. My mom went out and bought them for me. Yeah. And I, it just made me feel so good. Yeah. And I still remember that moment. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that because that's why, like, that's why I don't think you can, I mean, I don't know. Can you spoil your kids? Like, I think you can spoil them if, like, you don't do the other piece of this whole thing, right? Which is show them in your daily life and in your daily values what it is to be in relationship with people and to be generous and to be giving and to, right? Like, if you're not doing that piece, then it's a whole different conversation. Where's that list? Well, I, yeah, I think that it's important to make sure that your kids feel seen and not like yeah. diminish kind of their needs and wants. So yeah. yeah Just because we think we're, it's silly. Yeah. 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 I mean, if, if you're going to do it, find, it. Well, find what? The list that, that my daughter wrote, but it's all of it is very like cloth based and like jewelry based, which I'm like, oh, I roll, but yeah, it is. Okay. Let's talk about Kiwi Co. So I just put out my Christmas lights. Half of them are broken. Mm. So I have to redo that whole thing. Fun. That was not nice. But something that is never broken is KiwiCo. Because KiwiCo knows a thing or two about delivering moments of awesome. From robots to rocket ships, all their projects are designed to spark fun and excitement for kids of all ages. KiwiCo delivers super cool science, technology, and art projects for kids from nine different subscription lines from different ages and categories. There's something for every kid. My kid just did a box from them and... They loved it. I feel smarter after I do them. Oh, yeah, me too. I mean, because it 
it does take a little bit of work to put the pieces together, but the kids can actually put it together quite easily. My kid just did, um, it's like an archaeologist, like uh, dinosaur bone uh, project. I don't even know what to call it, but <laughs> it was super cool. And it was actually good for both girls. And I think I learned so much from it as well. Um, but yeah, I also feel smarter too. Well, if you want to feel smarter like us and you want to cultivate your child's natural creativity and curiosity with hands new, with new hands-on projects every month, look no further. Subscribe to KiwiCo. Give awesome this holiday with KiwiCo. Get your first month free on any crate line at kiwico.com slash bumo. That's K-I-W-I-C-O dot C-O-M slash B-U-M-O. Hey girl, hey, welcome to Taste of Taylor, my weekly podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker. You might know me from Sirius XM Radio. I mean, I was there for like 12 years after all. But then Howard Stern allegedly got jealous of me, so I had to leave. I was actually able to pull myself up by the bootstraps and start my own podcast, Taste of Taylor, which is now officially with Dear Media. I'm so excited to say that. Ha! So I promise you in this podcast, you're going to either learn about something, you're going to be inspired by someone that's like always coming from a perspective of like humor, then this is the place for you. I hope you enjoy this little snack. Do you have any gift ideas for parents that mm. that might have kids like me who <laughs> just don't really know no. exactly what they yeah. want yet because they're still more on like the younger side? Yeah. Honestly, to be completely honest, if they're not asking for it, I wouldn't give it to them. Mm. And I would do things to develop and nurture, you know, either reading. I mean, I'm like boring mom sometimes like that. But honestly, the first five years, we just gave them a ton of books and like a ton of puzzles and a ton of artsy things. Yeah. Because we didn't want the shoes and the things like that yet. Yeah. So that's what we would do. Yeah. I always prefer getting them things that they could make something or like do something versus like another doll that they're going to play with for five seconds yeah. and like get over it, you know? Yeah. So I do, when I go to Target and buy gifts, I usually always go to, you know, they have a separate craft section versus like the toy section. Yeah. And on the craft section, they do have a lot of kid stuff. It Those are incredible. It's like the little boxes, right? Yeah. And it has mm-hmm. like either the beading for the necklaces exactly. or like the spirally art thing. I think those are fantastic. And then you have something to do for two weeks while you're home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So try um, checking out the craft section versus the, the toy, toy section. section. I love yeah. that. Okay, there is somebody that I, I just discovered about a year ago. They do, and just because we're really into it, we are not buying it for Christmas because we already have it. But they gave us a stuffed animal that's weighted. Oh. So I don't know if you're if you need this or if the girls have this, but right now there's like a whole thing with weighted blankets and weighted mm. stuffed animals. Like it makes you calm. It makes you calm and it actually works. Oh. And it's incredible. Like you put it on and they have like this, the kid size blanket. So they're not with the adult size one because it can be a bit overwhelming. And then you go under the blanket and in like five minutes or so, if you can just kind of be in there, it just like relaxes your sweet little bodies. Oh. And so now what they- What is it called? So the blanket is Luna- Luna. Uh-huh. L-U-N-A blanket. Okay. I'm going to write this down. Yeah. Write it down. And they have the kids size on it. And then the stuffed animal that is also weighted. I think they said it was five pounds. I can't remember. Luna. It's called hug animal. So huggy moles. I think it's the right huggy word. Mole? Huggy moles. So like hug and animal. Uh-huh. Huggy moles. Huggy moles. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm we writing bo- all this down. Yeah. We both have them and we've both used them for months, which is why I can recommend it. 
Mugimal. M U G I M A L S. Okay, cool. Like hug an animal. And they have like an elephant and a bear and a sloth. Those are the two items that I'm buying for like friends, like kids' friends. Again, because I am not into plasticky, trinkety things, to be honest. Like I just. Plasticky, trinkety things. We don't like plasticky, trinkety things. I mean, once in a while. And once in a while is fine. Yeah, of course. Honestly, books are incredible. I just. Books all over the house. Mm. Like books like in the living room, in, in the car, in their bedroom, in the hallway, in the bathroom. Little baskets of books. Do both of your kids love reading? They do. E- even your daughter? Yes, but her with her was a struggle. With her, I really had to try. So what... Okay, so Chloe's at a point where she can read, fully read, almost everything. Mm-hmm. Maybe not huge, huge words, mm-hmm. but for the most part, she could read chapter books. So she's capable, but I think it's hard for her to like want to pick up a book and just like want to sit there and read. And I think a lot of kids are like that. They rather be watching something or doing something with their friends or being outdoors. So how do you encourage kids at a young age to read by themselves? I could, we read to them all the time, like before they go to bed, but that's about it. That's just part of the routine now. But how do you encourage them to just like read randomly? Just because they like it. Yeah. Okay. So every kid is different, like you said, and everybody has like a different approach to this whole thing. The things that work for us, you're already doing what you're supposed to be doing, which is read to them as a family, read to them for fun. But while you're doing that, you should be thinking like, what books really kind of spark natural curiosity in them? So like if you're reading, for example, do you remember Dragons Love Pizza, that series? Yeah. Or Dragons Love Tacos? Okay. So that series was beautiful because it's hilarious. It's ridiculous. A dragon is throwing a taco party. It's just like way off, right? But it's that ridiculousness that makes the kids laugh and make it think it's silly, right? Uh. So it's part of it too is like introducing books who are just kind of funny and, and have like something charming about them, you know? And so- so they're getting entertained. Exactly. Yeah. So part of it is to engage them while you are reading. And then they remember how funny it was when you read them. And then after bedtime, you you leave the book right next to their bed. And maybe in the morning when they wake up, they're picking it up and reading it again because they remember that last night. It was so funny when they read it with mom. Mm. So there's a lot of that. And then sometimes I'll read books that I love. Like I love Blueberries for Sal, but they thought it was like the most boring book in the <laughs> universe and it never got picked up. So then I'm just like, okay, then I'll put that kind of back on the shelf and then read it maybe a little bit later. So a lot of it does come from your enthusiasm in reading like things that are funny and quirky and make them laugh and like showing them like the the ridiculousness of some of these storylines. So it starts with that. I, again, I'm going to say it and I, I know that this is hard for a lot of parents, but I'm going to say it, but like, Don't introduce them to screens for as long as possible. And Mm. I know people are going to hate me for that. But like, and I know it's hard, but like, just also remember a decade ago, kids didn't watch things on screen. So just remember that it's like a pretty new thing, but kids don't need to be on screens. And I would say zero, but I get that it's different these days and people are on it. So, but I do think like when they have an iPad very early on and they're stimulated all day constantly. Yeah, there's nothing that's going to replicate that kind of stimulation. So no, they're not going to want to sit and read a boring book. So what can I say? I I don't know what to say, but that's just how it is. So you know what I mean? Like just, and then take away all the things that are going to distract them with instant gratification. Just take it out of the rooms. Just like not have it in there. Yeah. 
and like have a, you know, have a place where there's like pretend play, like with all the costumes and like your old scarves that you don't even care for anymore. Have a little corner like that. They can play pretend and then have a little corner with the little Legos. And you know, what's interesting is yeah. that, and we're kind of going off subject now yeah. with screens. <laughs> we'll get back on track with the gifting part. Yeah. But one quick story is that I could totally see the difference between both of my daughters, Chloe, the oldest, and my youngest, Colette. Yeah. Chloe, we didn't really know better. She watched the screen growing up. She could still watch the screen for a very long time and yeah. be extremely simulated by it like most kids can. And it's actually harder for her to get into that mindset of being creative on the spot. She has it in her, but it takes like a really good few minutes or even like an hour or two mm -hmm. to like get into that mindset of like, oh, this is fun. I'm making something I'm creating. Whereas Colette, I don't know what it was. I think maybe we're just too busy or we just didn't ever give her the screen growing mm -hmm. up. And she still doesn't want it. Like even if her sister's watching the iPad, she does not, not want to watch it mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. But she'd rather go into the playroom and start drawing or start doing her own thing. She's always like, she she doesn't read, but she's like flipping through books, yeah. looking at things on her own. Like I don't even have to like jumpstart that for her. She does it on her own. So I do have to agree with you what you, you're saying about when kids have that exposure of engagement through a screen, it's really hard to go back and yeah. duplicate that elsewhere because it's probably the highest level of engagement for them, of yeah. activity and because it's just like colors and cuts and like, you know, music and bright lights. Whereas like, if you're comparing that with the book, it's very it's hard slow. to compare it to, yeah. right? It's yeah. slow. So just a story that I thought of because I was watching my daughter this morning, Colette. And I was like, wow, you are just like such a creative little mind. It's like, they're like making things and creating things. So, yeah. I do have to say something for the reading because I'm so, I really am passionate about helping the kids with the reading is something that I started to realize with my kids is because I was like, oh, they love to read. I would give them harder material, but actually that starts to backfire a little bit. So it's actually really important to give them material that is at their level and easier, easier material. They feel confident. They right? feel confident about reading. If she's in fourth grade, reading a second grade book, because she, because not only is it easier to get through, but the connections that they're making in that second grade level book, there's still, there's like a lot of connections. Like, why did she do that? Why did she make the choice, right? The different characters. Those are things that even for a fourth grader are, are still fresh and, and things that they can absorb. Yeah. But they can absorb it without thinking about the hard words so they can make connect the connections. Okay, so I'm confusing. Like if you have them read second grade level stuff, they can still learn so much about the whys in the stories right. and not worry so much about like, well, the sentence structures are a little bit more difficult and yeah. the spelling and vocabulary is more difficult, right? And the books are thicker and, and, and longer. Mm. So it's actually really good to take them back a bit once it like, you know, like mix it up. and So now. it just becomes fun and it's easy. It's it easy. should be effortless. Exactly. Yeah. So and it then, doesn't, yeah. So it doesn't feel like homework Maybe all the time. at school, it's more like the hardest stuff that they're learning. But yeah. like at home, it should be easy and fun. That's right. actually a really good point. So they don't get tripped up on like all the hard work. That reminds me there's, and this is not sponsored by them because I, I know that they do sponsorship. So maybe if they do listen to <laughs> this, they should, they should sponsor us at some point because <laughs> I actually love this brand. Have you tried Literati before? No, no, I it's haven't. It's that but box. Yes. Yeah, it's that box. Yeah, there's another one. Yeah. Is there another one like that? We do Little Fun Club, but it's very similar concept. And yeah. so you essentially just pick up books and send them back or what is it? 
No, I mean, they... No, oh, so it's literati, they send you like a collection I, and then you I'm pick? I'm not quite sure. I think, I think they send you a bunch and you could keep a few and then send the rest back. I don't know. Okay. I might be getting this wrong, but I just saw like some sort of post on this. Or yeah. actually it was Chloe's school that sent over like a little kind of ad thing of like, oh, if you guys want to order I love this. that concept. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's so good because the kids can discover a bunch of things. Little fun club. And we only did it a year. We, we're not currently doing it, but... What they do is they, you know, you kind of say like, oh, she's into horses and drawing and the human body. So then they'll send you books around that plus oh, other see. little things and you you keep them and you pay the subscription. Yeah. And what we ended up doing is the books that she wasn't super engaged with, we would gift those, like give oh, them for okay. birthdays and stuff like that. And then kept the ones that she was more interested in. Also, I know this sounds crazy and I know this falls back on the parent, but like they should watch you read. Like you should be reading something other than your cell phone all day and like, I mean, I don't read as much. My husband reads a lot more. So he's always setting a really good example. But I do think that makes a difference. And read with them. Like I read side by side with my kid. Like now that they oh, read, like I he's see. reading Harry Potter and I don't want to read it. And I'm just reading my other book. But we're like sitting together and like reading together. That's a, I love that. Yeah. I can't. I, I personally love reading because I can't wait I know till, you love until to that happens. Yeah. So but books. yes, books. Oh, that's I exciting. It's amazing. Yeah. I, 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 I love my, one of my absolute favorite things to do is just go into the bookstore just sitting there and just picking out everything that I want and just, I don't know, just indulging in it for the afternoon. And I, I try to do that with my kids, but now bookstores has toys, which is really annoying. Barnes and Nobles has a toy section downstairs. I'm like, when did this happen? I know. Get rid of them. They have like, you know, the Target toys. Yeah. And I'm like, this is ruining it. They don't want to see the books anymore. They just want to go downstairs to the toy yeah. section. I know what you mean. And even the libraries now have computers which is fine because they're like searching for things. But then I feel like they spend more time on the computer, yeah. But which is fine. Again, it's a long process. You can't get frustrated. It's like, I'm sure you want to give them that desire and to learn to and love to read because you love to read. I mean, it's so amazing that you read. Like I didn't, I didn't fall in love with reading until much later, mm. actually, in life. Actually, a lot of it because of them. It's amazing. So give them books. Like the first few years you're saying, like, you don't really know what to get them. Just give them a bunch of books. Oh, I'm so excited now. I know yeah. exactly what I'm going to get them for Christmas. Good. <laughs> Good, Maybe I'll great. get them one, one fun toy and then like a bunch of books. Yeah. 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 Because if they're not even asking for it, like... Like, then don't, don't even make yeah. them aware of like, you know, the girly things just yet. Because that time will come. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Don't do that. Amazing. Well, thank you for the idea. <laughs> now I know. Let Boring. us know if you guys have any gift ideas, suggestions, what you guys are going to be giving your kids this holiday and how you guys handle kind of yeah, the gifting, the gifting situation, yeah. especially yeah. for me, if you guys are co-parenting i would love to know because i'm still figuring that out that out so all right thank you guys for listening in bye and we hope you have a great week bye thank you so much for listening we want to keep this conversation going with you so please leave us a dm on instagram and make sure to follow us and subscribe to our podcast and we would love it if you left us a review. Also, if you're in the Los Angeles area, make sure to visit us at Bumo Work at Westfield Century City Shopping Center. And if you're looking for educational-based content entertainment for your little ones, visit us at www.bumobrain.com or at Bumobrain on Instagram.
Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.